Hello, everybody. Welcome to... I'd like to welcome everybody here. Looks like we're represented by about two different continents and a lot of different countries here. So welcome, everybody. All right, we'll go ahead and get started here. I'd like to welcome the new people that we see here, like Firas. I believe you're new. Yeah, first time. Welcome, sir. Yeah, yeah, that's my first time. Welcome, everybody who is new here. <laughs> okay. Uh, Karina, is this your first or second time? I forget. Second. Second time. Welcome back. Well, yeah. so I somehow... had long, I had longer hair last week. <laughs> okay, Some, somehow you made it back. We don't know, but <laughs> we we feel blessed. <laughs> I believe Jolanta had longer hair last week too. <laughs> now you know, you know that I don't support the cutting of the hair, right? Jolanta knows this, but she did it anyway. Bad. But at least it's a renewable resource, so we can we can count on that. Okay, so first things, a couple of announcements I'd like to make. Uh, we will be having a Kundalini seminar on the 1st and 2nd of April in Europe, in the country of France. So if you've ever been a busker in France, well, then you know that how that is. <laughs> there you are, Brett. So I want you to, you know, come one, come all, unless, you know, you're on a fast track to Australia or somewhere. You know, I want you to come to France. <laughs> come to France and let's all get together. Let's let's have a big meetup here. Okay, trusty. How many of you are from Europe right now? Is that a big I'm fluffy? from Europe uh, Belgium. Ah, thank you, Chris, and, and welcome to the program. Welcome. And welcome the big white dog, Karina, to the program too. I see him. Very very nice looking dog. Okay, so that's the announcement. Uh, this will be happening on April 1st and April 2nd. It is two days. It'll be in France, and I want you to contact Julia Galfi. You'll see her in the blue blanket with the shoulders exposed. Uh, contact her for any kind of ticketing information or scheduling or anything else that you need regarding the seminar. She is the go-to person. All right. So that's about it. That's about it as far as the announcements go. Uh, we do have two books for sale. One is called Wild Kundalini, and you can get that off of Amazon. The other one is called um, We Swim in the Sun, and that is also on, on Amazon. Julia is currently working on a, a, an, a coloring book for adults, so that you can kind of like bring the expression of your own colors into different mythological and spiritual uh, symbols, which can be really helpful when you're trying to just meditate, calm down. You know, you, you get that book and she, she has a, it, it's a big book. <laughs> it's just, there's plenty of things to do there. 
So I want you to know about that. And if you also have a need for a notebook, something to take notes with, Julia's also published a notebook with Kundalini uh, quotes at the top of the page. And you can also get all of these are, are for sale right now on Amazon. So there's, there's your commercial. There's the commercial. Okay. So here we go. First of all, do, do you have any questions about your own process? Uh, Firas, do you have a question? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I have a question. Uh, first of all, good evening for everybody. I, I'm, I'm practicing uh, meditation since uh, eight years. I've practiced meditation and I feel kind of stuckness. I'd like to, to reactivate my Kundalina. Is that, that that's a kind of uh, uh, hmm. question I'm requesting? I'm asking. Um, your your question is: uh, Can your Kundalini be increased? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, or or to to activate it. Yeah, activate it. You're yeah. you're being given that grace right now on the Zoom. The fact that you're here. Uh, you are receiving a form of Shaktipat. Are you familiar with that term, Shaktipat? Not really, no. Kundalini will travel on sound waves and on visual waves. So you see me, you see I'm holding up two fingers. So that's a visual wave. You're seeing the frequencies of vision right now. Okay. You're hearing the sound waves of my voice. The Kundalini will travel on both of those vectors into you through your optic nerve and through the audio nerves in your ears. And so you're receiving stimulation to your Kundalini right now at this very moment. And that's, that's just from me. If you look at the rest of the people here, almost 95% uh, of the people here have activated Kundalini. And they are also giving out their radiance and so you know you're being given quite a bit when you come into these zoom sessions and i want everybody to know that in advance so that if you start having symptoms that you're not normally having that this is the reason why also i want you to understand those of you who are listening on the podcast that even with, with Firas and with anybody else who's speaking here, myself included, when you hear this voice, these sound waves, your kundalini is also being activated in, in the slightest degree that you need in order to be able to, to have this without going crazy. Kundalini can make you go or make you think that you're crazy because it's such a you know, it'll tear down your reality. And, uh, you know, that's basically what people have to hold on to is their reality and, and how they see life to be. And Kundalini changes that. So, Firas, I hope you're ready to have your reality take a tumble, shall we say. Okay, are you ready for that? How how can you be ready for something that you don't know about? Uh, 
I'm, 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 uh, I, 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 as I said, since eight years, I have started looking for the ultimate reality to get to the ultimate reality. I'm not talking of the conventional one. So, but, but, but I'm, med- I'm sitting, I'm meditating, I'm, I'm joining. These are all good things. These are all good things for us. All good things. And please continue to do the meditation and other uh, practices that you're doing. But when you say the ultimate reality, with Kundalini, you need to talk about how you metabolize infinity. Mm-hmm. How do you metabolize infinity? If you look at one of Brett's paintings down there, you know, he, he, he writes in, in very fine lines and, and to, to a non-Kundalini person, it may look a bit like chaos, but to a Kundalini person, you can see the pattern. You can see the pattern. I think he might be showing us one right now, so this is good. It's, this is Brett Aronson down here. He's, he's in his artist studio right now. You see a guitar hanging on the wall. Look. You see that? Find the pattern, Viras. Find the pattern. What is being said here? What is the alphabet that is working through Brett's artwork? Because Brett has the activated Kundalini. That's what painted this. So look at that. Take a screenshot of it. Is it okay if they take a screenshot, Brett? Yeah, okay. Take a screenshot and find the communication. What is his Kundalini telling you right now? Thank you, sir. Well done. Well done. Perfect. Perfect. So now when you talk about the ultimate reality, where does Brett's painting fit in to the idea of an ultimate reality? You see, each one of those lines is a reality in and of itself. And when you say ultimate, You're basically talking from a human perspective, from a human five-sense mind having a linear understanding of what time and what life and what reality is. Okay. For a human within limited consciousness, there really is no such thing as an ultimate reality because the realities keep coming. They keep coming. They're like Brett's painting. Each line is its own reality. One faces north-south, the other faces east-west. One goes to the right, one goes to the left. One is diagonal. One has more bends in it, more curves in it. And if you look at his, if you look at your screenshot that you made, each one of those lines can be seen as a small serpent. A small serpent. And that serpent is what the kundalini uh, symbolizes in many cases. Not all cases, but, you know, the majority. It also represents the fine line of the spider web. Okay. It also represents the mass of sperm cells as those cells make their way to an ovum. You see, where is the ultimate reality here? Where is that one 
final place. And I'm going to ask you, does it even exist? Is it not a continuum of realities that serve the individual mind as best as it can have, as best as it can understand? Is that not the ultimate reality? Is the ultimate reality not a place where you stop, but a place where you continue? It's like when you swim in the ocean. Each molecule of the ocean is its own reality. Where is the one? What you're looking for, I feel, for us, and correct me if I'm wrong, please. You're looking for divine reality. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for reality which is beyond sense organs. This, this is what I mean by stuckness. Because I don't want, I don't want to, 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 to be there through my sense organ. I want to transcend or transform. And therefore, I, I ask for this reactivation since I feel that a specific point, my affliction and my mundane and my conventional perception prevents me from getting in there. <laughs> I don't know about but that. Me... <laughs> well said. Well said, though, Firas. Thank you for explaining yourself. Um, well, like I said before, you're, you're engaged right now in a subtle form of activation for your Kundalini right now as you do this Zoom. So there's that. The body is designed to be a sense organ, not just for its survival on this world, which is true. You know, you have to know whether you're putting your hand on the hot stove or not, right? Uh, but the body is not just a physical sense organ. The body has multiple senses. The body has the actual amount of consciousness that it holds in each cell that makes up the body. So if you have 27 trillion cells, you have 27 trillion individual humans with all of their nerves, <clears throat> all of their nerves and everything intact that allows them to feel. This is something that I kind of keep repeating on this program about how each cell in the body has its own chakra system, has its own spine, uh, is, uh, it has no gender. It has both genders, actually. So both genders in each cell. And it has all the nerve endings, and it has all the apparatus that is required for it to be a fully functioning, life-size human being. This is science. Science knows this. I mean, incredible as it may be, science actually knows about this. So Firas, in order for you to, to grasp the divine realities, you have to use the physical system. 
You can't leave it. You can't ignore it. But you can train it. You can train it to be able to go into these areas of exaltation. Okay? So, I would suggest that you focus on training your body, your mind, your emotions, your physical body like your muscles, your bones, uh, your psychology, your spirituality. Train these areas to be open to what the divine wants to show you of itself. Do you, do you feel that you know your karma? I, I don't think that I don't think that I know my own karma, but but I'd like to 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 just to 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 add something. I mean, I mean, I I I think that's right to train through the own body. But when you are stuck in body endless pain, which has no physical explanation, and many times for myself I go stuck there, which preoccupy me and prevent me from getting through on my path. And my question is, is there any way to find, a, I don't know, an explanation for this physical endless suffering and pain, which has no, which has no medical explanation? So you have pain. Um, I, I, I wasn't able to understand everything that you said. Um, it's one of my limitations. I, you know, I have a hard time with accents. But what? You 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 yeah. have an you have an affliction. I I I have I have a back pain. I have chronic back pain. For how long? Like seventeen years. Seventeen years. Yeah, and I have. Have you have you have you been meditating for seventeen years? I've been meditating for eight years right now. Eight years. So. Yeah. So did you start meditation to try to get rid of the back pain? Not really. I, I I first studied meditation when I engaged in psychoanalytic and Buddhism training, which I finished one year ago. So what you're saying is you want to have Kundalini to get rid of your back pain. The back pain, no, and to reactivate my path as well. I mean, to, 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 to really to develop my own mind. Transform. Okay. Uh, Kundalini can give you a healing to your back but it can also increase that pain I don't want you to be under any uh, any fiction of what people have told you or what you have read Kundalini can do it can indeed give your pain a healing it can heal your entire affliction but when you come into the activation of Kundalini you're coming into a, a transformation. And that actual transformation can be incredibly painful if you resist it. And even if you don't resist it, for a time, it's going to hurt. It's just like when a child has the teeth come in. It hurts. And there's nothing the parent can do. You know, they can put the clove oil on it. They can do all these things to try to make it easier, but it still is really, really painful. Okay. You need to understand this for us. You may be going from the frying pan into the fire, literally. Okay. 
You still willing to take that chance? Why? Why? Yes, yes, I, I, yeah, I, I mean. Why, why are you willing to make it worse? If this is my bath, why not? Well, I mean, it is your back. <laughs> okay, if, no, I mean, if this is my own path for awakening, why not? Why shall I postpone it? Well, ask yourself this question. Um, uh, I've answer. I, I is your, if, if your back pain is bad now, why would you want to make it worse? No, no, I said I will take this, this, this chance. The chance. This, my, yeah, this chance, if this is my path. Okay. Well, I think it is your path. At least you're questioning about it. You're asking questions regarding it. I can understand, you know, I just want you to understand that uh, uh, Marie, yes, your brother can join. I just want you to understand that it isn't just add Kundalini and everything gets better. That is not the way it is. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Okay. There's, there's definitely what, uh, from a comfort level, there could be some downsides to Kundalini. Okay. Um, I'd like to thank Julia for putting out the links for the books and everything. So thank you. Uh, so... Yeah, you can, you can get the activation, but the, the other thing you need to understand about Kundalini is there is no off switch. It doesn't turn off ever. Okay? Once it's up, it's up. And once it's up, you're learning how to live your life from a Kundalini perspective, which is not a bad thing. I mean, ultimately, Kundalini is really a good, good, good blessing for a person. But if, they're, if they have certain expectations coming in to the process and these expectations are not fulfilled, it can be somewhat of a frightening experience for people. Okay? So, Firas, I want you to know that. I want you to know that in advance. I don't want you to be under the opinion that once you have Kundalini into the situation that everything gets better. Because many times it does not. Okay. Kundalini has the ability to, to tense muscle systems. So right now there was a question uh, about uh, temporal joint mandibular issues, TMJ, uh, on, on the Facebook group. And Kundalini will accentuate that pain. Okay. Because it tightens all the jaw muscles, tightens the neck muscles. It tightens the, the muscles in the scalp. Is that your dog? Is your dog doing something there? What's going on, Karina? Actually, it's what you're saying. It's you what you're saying. It's like I'm realizing that a lot of aspects in my life that I, I took like separately. Yeah. It's like goes under one umbrella and it's called Kundalini. It's like it's, it's just funny. It's like my my life has been turned upside down and now, from those things that I hear, if I could makes me literally laugh, it's funny, even if it's hard, but 
It's funny yeah, in yeah. retrospect. Well, in yeah, retro yeah, even right now, it's like I had just before going into, you know, your Zoom, um, I had like a, a, it starts here, like on my forehead, uh -huh. goes all, all the top of my head uh -huh. and goes down yeah. to my no, into my neck. There, there are two. There are two energetic channels that follow the nostrils of the nose, and they go up the bridge of the nose and up through the center of the forehead. Boom, and this is where, if you're a Taoist, you can you can track that energetic ball that they like to put on the outside of the body, the uh, the uh, the orbit. You have two orbits with with Taoism. So yeah, this is good, good, good. I'm glad to. I'm glad to. Yeah, it's like I'm the eyes are getting. You know, it's like the eyes. <laughs> the eyes want to close. Yes, um, and look up. They, on the they want to go up, right? The eyes. Yeah. Wanna... Well, it's like yeah, exactly. You're, yeah, that's it. They want to go up. It's like there's a movement in my body. It's like the head. So all you're talking about the tensions, like my, my oh. head, my jaw, my, my neck. This this will happen. <laughs> Why? Thank you, thank you, Karina. That's it's very very informative. And Firas, you should listen to her, because she is deep within the activation. Deep, deep, deep within the activation. And uh, and I have to compliment Karina uh, for being able to metabolize this in her past, to have it without you know going crazy or you know winding up in prison or something like that. Because <laughs> you're right, it's true. You you really do believe that you're going crazy, and you it's do. just yeah. since last week when you talked about the the faces that we see. Yeah. <laughs> the faces that I see at night or when I, I'm about to go to sleep, it's been happening for a while, and at a at a certain point, you feel like you really are going crazy. I had to create my own tools to, you know, slow it down. But well done. Well done, well done. Yeah. So for us, you will see things that nobody else sees. You'll hear things that nobody else hears. Okay? And you can't explain it to them. I don't care if they're an MD or a PhD or your wife or your best friend. They won't understand it unless they're experiencing it themselves or have experienced it themselves. Okay? This is... This can be traumatic. This can a lot of people wind up in the in the psychiatric intensive care unit under heavy, heavy, heavy drugs because their psychology and their consciousness cannot hold with the Kundalini because that their their own reality fabric is being sh ripped away. Okay, so you need to understand this, and this is—it's good that you're educating yourself and you're listening to other people who have the activated Kundalini and how it can affect. You'll see faces, and not necessarily right before you go to sleep. You can be at a restaurant and and have some head, a disembodied head, come through the table, watching you eat. You won't know who it is. You'll be so. Uh, <laughs> you'll be so disturbed 
that you won't care who it is. I mean, it's probably better if you don't know who it is because you'll think they have died, but not that's not necessarily so. Okay. It's very important for you to kind of get as many of the details down as you can at this point. So when you do engage in activation, you can embrace it fully without allowing your fear to mitigate how you handle this. So you're, in, you're, you're, you're stepping into the threshold right now, Firas, into the threshold. And if you feel you're ready, then put your seatbelt on. <laughs> okay, put your seatbelt on. And don't believe everything you read about the Kundalini. Very rarely do you find people, well, there's plenty of people that say negative things about Kundalini. Plenty of, of, of people that will say negative things. They'll say it's demonic, it's, you know, it's not safe. And they're right about it not being safe. It is not safe. If, if you are used to your reality, this reality that you're uh, working from right now, and you expect to keep that same reality, well, you're mistaken. You will not have the same reality. If you talk to Karina, she will tell you. Her reality now is not what it was before the Kundalini came. Okay? Her level of understanding of the world, of society, of reality has completely changed. They don't tell you this in school or in the religion. The closest people that, that have some sort of explanation for this uh, are the Hindu and possibly some of the Buddhists. And then the shamanic, the, the shamans, they also know about this. Uh, the Aborigines in uh, Australia call it the dream time. Okay. So there are, there are cultures that have it. But uh, in the Western countries and those that are becoming West, uh, no, no, we're, we're far too addicted to our technology to answer all our questions. Now we're getting into AI. And I've always wondered, what's the AI going to say about Kundalini? Well, it's just going to scour the web, you know, and put everything that it can find together on the web and, and uh, you know, push that up. Because it has, at this point, it has no real concept of it. Any other questions? Ah, Tamar. Can I say something uh, for yes, Firas? Because uh, I practicing uh, Kundalini yoga and I had myself uh, two uh, vertebrae who were, you know, I had hernia and uh, it got free again. So I'm very flexible and my problem is solved. But with practicing Kundalini yoga, uh, you have to be also on a strict diet and not drinking alcohol or something else, yeah, you know. Well, I agree. I agree. There are certain practices you can do, like uh, kundalini yoga is one practice. Now, kundalini yoga is not really directed towards kundalini any more than hatha yoga is. All yogas were, were designed from kundalini itself in the form of kriyas. When people in the Sanskriti nation observed uh, the Kriyas, they wanted to replicate what that person was having. They wanted to have Kundalini. And so yoga was designed. And I know that as, as far as the Indian books go, Patanjali d designed all the yoga, but he didn't. He just collated the existing data. The existing data 
was uh, created by the Rishis, and the Rishis mm -hmm. got it from a lot of the shamans mm -hmm. of the of the Indo Indo um, the Indo Peninsula at the time, and uh, so it is Kundalini that brought yoga into this world, and I believe uh, there's some guru that brought Kundalini yoga or put yoga moves together, and they guru, called Guru Dev. Who? What's his Guru, name again? Guru Dev. But he, okay. he already passed away. Guru Dev, they, they him. called him. Yeah. Him. him. So this this guru, you know, he, he there's another one too that brought it to the West and called it to Kundalini Yoga. And a lot of people who practice Kundalini Yoga say that they're practicing Kundalini when in fact they're they're basically practicing yoga. Uh, but yoga itself means unity. Yes. And and when you have this unity within yourself, then you're opened to a to a kundalini activation. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, thankfully for Chris, it solved his his issue that that he had. And it may there's a possibility that it will solve yours as well. I've seen it solve people's problems. Mm -hmm. But it also initiates other processes that as uh, Karina was talking about, it can it can really, really, really challenge your idea of reality and your ability to fit and work and live within your current reality. You must be willing to accept the next level of reality that your Kundalini brings into your your awareness. I am now in the period that uh, if I meditate because I did. Uh... Sahaja Yoga, I did Transcendental Meditation. I went also to, uh, I did a Diksha course from India to work with unifying energy. And uh, I'm now, when I meditate, I close my eyes and I feel my energy raising up and my head is going all the time around. And I'm... That's, that's, know, another, that's another Kriya. That's a Kriya. That's a Kriya. You know, a spontaneous... A spontaneous movement given by the Kundalini. So and I feel a lot in the middle of my head. I think this yes. is the pineal gland which is activated, yeah? You feel an inside-out pressure, like there's a bump there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's all good. But That's, uh, that's a third-eye stimulation, but, it, you know, you're gonna, your finger will keep going up going, where is it? Because <laughs> you feel like it's it's coming out like a little horn. Sometimes but, it, it's feel that I feel tingling in my nose also, you know, so, so hard it is. So, so. Yeah, yeah. So that's just all good, Chris. And, and you know, I'm happy to, to, to hear uh, your positive experience with it. And I want uh, Firas to, to take that home with him as well, that there are definite positive areas to this. And I think he intuitively knows that or he wouldn't be seeking it out. Uh, so there's going to be a Shakti pot that is a lot stronger than you get at the Zoom here. Uh, the uh, registration for that Shakti pot will be March 11th, and it will be on the, the, the Kundalini group that you saw this, uh, this uh, notice for this Zoom on. And this is a 25-day Shakti pot, and I don't know anybody else that does this. It will happen on the, the spring equinox, and uh, it will last for 25 days. And uh, I strongly suggest anybody that wants to 
to fine-tune their own activation pattern for those who want to go from activation into the awakened state and from for those such as Feras who want to begin the activation state. I'll suggest that you sign up for that Shakti Pot. And then again, there is the seminar uh, in France on the first and second where Shakti Pot will be given in person uh, at that, at that uh, meeting. So once again, for that, you want to contact Julia Galfi. She's the one wearing the blue blanket with a picture of a necklace over her head. So there it is. All right. Anybody else want to share what they've experienced? Uh, yes, me, Master Kism. I asked. Uh, <laughs> it's me, Tamer. Okay. Tamer? Tamer? Is that how you say it? Tamer? Yes, not Tamir. Tamir, Tamir, okay. No, Tamir. it's Tamir, not Tamir. It's not Tamir. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Tamir. Yeah. Uh, you're shaking. You're shaking is a form of a Kriya, uh, similar to what Chris was saying with his head going around like this. Uh, your shaking is, is another expression of a Kundalini Kriya. And you'll have shaking like this, or like this. Boom, 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 boom. Or it'll be much, it'll be faster. Uh, just let that happen. Keep your tongue tip behind your upper front teeth. Okay. Keep your fingers in Gayan Mudra if, if, if the Kundalini allows it. And don't be afraid to look up like Karina was saying. Close your eyes and look up to the eyebrows. If you can, look to the third eye right here. Okay. And just let that happen. That is a, that's a good sign. It's a good symptom, Tamer. Uh, and also, uh, uh, sometimes when I, <laughs> after the meditation, I feel like the, when I look through my eyes, I feel the, uh, like the vision is uh, sparking or uh, like there is a dot in the air, something moving in the air. Uh, what's well, the yeah, 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 you'll feel that. You'll feel that. That's part of the corona. When you activate the Kundalini, a form of energy begins to emanate from the temples outward, okay? And typically it will move around the head. It typically it will move to the right, so to the, to the right around the head, and you'll feel the rotation. Sometimes, sometimes you'll feel like you're wearing a, a helicopter propellers on top of your head, and you'll stand in the sun. You can stand in the sun and you can just kind of look straight ahead and you'll see mm -hmm. propeller-like things going around. And uh, this is a real thing. Nobody's imagining this, right? So, so this is all good, Tamar. This, this is a positive progression for your grace. This is a good thing for you to experience. And I also see that you say, I feel weary, weak after every Zoom meeting, right? Mm -hmm. And right now. the weakness that you'll feel is part of your normal reality leaving you because of the information. So a chunk of normal reality leaves you filled in by a chunk of Kundalini reality. Okay. And this will pull energy from your system. Uh, you may feel the need to, to get some sort of a apple juice or honey or something of that nature to fill in uh, 
to fill in the energetic gap that the kundalini will take when it takes when it places itself within your reality and it's a permanent placement tomer it's a it's not going anywhere now once it's there boom it's there and you have that permanent placement within your auric field but also within your body you see if it's if it's in your aura it's connected to your body and if it's connected to your body it's in your body heads up on that uh firas heads up on that okay so now you're you, you know we're starting to get into some of the details of the energetic distribution of kundalini within the body and this goes right back to chris this is why you want to be doing some sort of a yoga I don't care if it's kundalini yoga or hatha yoga or ashtanga, any of the yogas. Royal yoga, you've got so many different, it's like Reiki. Uh, you know, find the style that, that works for you best. Now, I found with, with kundalini, uh, unless you have a kundalini teacher, and sometimes the kundalini will take you to a kundalini teacher, right? But she doesn't always do that. The sacred feminine does not always do that. And uh, sometimes she wants you to just take a yoga class that isn't worshiping a guru or recognizing any other uh, human individual except you, the person doing the yoga, which is very similar to what Tibetan yoga would have you do. And Tibetan yoga is best exemplified by the five Tibetans, okay? So Firas, start practicing the safeties. If, uh, David, if you could put uh, the link to the safeties in the chat room, I would really appreciate it. And thank you, sir, for all your excellent help. Yes, yes, I will do it. I will post it soon. Thank you, David, thank you. And uh, Firas, practice these things, and they do include yoga. They include vertical yoga, not horizontal yoga. But don't get me wrong, horizontal yoga is incredibly important as well. But for a, for a direct activation scenario, you want to do the vertical yoga first and then fill it in with kundalini yoga or hatha yoga or ashtanga yoga or any of the other yoga systems that are offered out there. Okay, and you need this uh, for the muscle flexibility. As I mentioned uh, uh, with the TMJ, um, Kundalini will hyper tense the muscles. And I mean, oh, she'll, she'll hyper tense the muscles so much so that you can't walk, you can't lift your arm, you can't tie your shoe, you can't wipe your butt, you can't do anything that you would normally do uh, and that you have done all your life. She will tense the muscles in such a way that you will have to find a new way to do the old typical things like tying your shoe, okay? And this doesn't matter, she'll, she'll do this anywhere in your process. Uh, whether you're in the awakened state, which is different from the activated state. Uh, um, I mean, you can have it for 50 years and then she's going to come down on you and go, oh, yeah, 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 your hips. 
Let's let's tighten those muscles around that left hip, and you won't be able to walk. It'll be so painful if you go against the Kriya. So the, the Kriya is the tension of the muscles, and it will stay. If this is a loose muscle here with my hands and my fingers doing this, Kundalini will turn it into this, and it will stay that way for months and months and months. And slowly, slowly she'll allow the flexibility back in. Now, what yoga does, horizontal yoga, what the, what the like kundalini yoga, as Chris is doing, what that does is it keeps your body flexible. It keeps your muscles in a flexible state of being. And this is very, very, very helpful to the kundalini when she comes in to the Kriya stage and starts hypertensing your muscles, muscle groups. It can be very, very challenging to, to have the Kundalini come to you uh, without having some sort of a yoga practice within, within your, your daily uh, life. Uh, you really want to look at that. I don't put as much emphasis on it because so many of them are are guru-oriented, but Hatha Yoga covers many different yoga styles. Uh, you know, just read the Hatha Yoga Pratipika, okay? You just read that, and you can you can figure out your own yoga routine, or you can look online on uh, uh, YouTube. You can get a book. You can do whatever you need to do to find the 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 right yoga style for you, okay? Uh, but do it do it, especially if you want to advance into the divine reality like Firas wants to do. To advance into the divine reality, you have to really, really accept uh, second nature, the Kriyas that come to you like Brett does. When Brett is painting, you know, he's been doing this so long that it's second nature to him. Am I right, Brett? Is it second nature to you? Yeah. He just gives in to the Kundalini. The Kundalini comes through as a Kriya, paints the painting. It's a very, very simple process, but it's a very complicated process too because he had to get there in the first place. He had to not be frightened by his own uh, kundalini activation. And I'm sure there was a time when he was going, oh, what the heck is going on here? You know, but, <laughs> but that, that time is not now. <laughs> so. Brett's doing pretty well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> okay, Marie has a question here. She says, Master, do you think my brother Lars would be a good candidate for Shaktipat? He keeps saying Shaktipat all the time and drives by my house. <laughs> I wonder who that guy was. I was going to shoot him with my thirty thirty. <laughs> Who's that stalker? Who's stalking my house here? <laughs> well, okay. I'll have to. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Marie, uh, it depends on, on how he is living his life. Um, is, he, is he willing to do what Chris has done? Um, hold on. Is um, he willing to do he's yoga? He's never touched alcohol. He's never touched a cigarette. 
I don't think he's ever smoked marijuana. He might and might have puffed it at 18 and, and spat it out. But um, he's a those devoted are, father. Those, those are really good points. Those are really really good points. So he, he why prays. don't you? Why didn't you? You know you know the Cottingtown Mall over there. You know the yeah, I'm there all the time. They have that yoga six there. And I believe they do kundalini yoga, and I believe they do other forms of yoga there. Start him there first, and then I will consider a Shaktipat for him, because I know often the kundalini will run in families, and he is your brother, and you are activated. So. Okay. Um, yeah, because he's always saying Shaktipat. And, um, and he's driving by my house, you know. You, that you just know, makes I didn't me realize it until he told me this is one of my favorite streets. And I said, Well, that's where my master lives. And I said, And I'm thinking it's because of your energy. And I try to explain to him that <laughs> it must be the fact that you radiate a particular energy that he's trying to pick up on. So I thought maybe unconsciously he's gravitating towards you. No, 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 that's no. That's that. That's all. That's all a, a very you know. That's a possibility for sure. Um, and if he's if he's attuned to that, or if he's if his grace is searching for that frequency, then he'll find it for sure. Okay, so yoga, he might be. Yeah, have him have him start. That's... Have him start the yoga. Okay. okay another I'll, I'll run that another by yoga me. another yoga he can do, and this just came to me right now is the hot yoga. Yeah, I used to do that. I, that might be good for him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more of a challenge. Um, with with Chris and, and Chris, uh, correct me if I'm mistaken with this. Okay, it's indeed uh, better to start with uh, the normal yoga like Hatha, yeah. uh, because the Kundalini yoga is the highest form. So the, 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 the yeah. Okay. <laughs> some some people yeah they say they're gonna practice Kundalini yoga, but then uh, if they keep the old habits like here beer drinking. Uh, Belgium country, uh, sometimes they go, it's not going good. Huh? Well, um, yeah, so uh, start him out with the, with the Hatha Yoga. Uh, and then he can graduate towards uh, Raja Yoga or Kundalini Yoga or any of the other uh, stronger forms of yoga. Okay. Oh, um, he's always saying he doesn't have time for anything at all. At all, he's so busy, and um, wait a minute. He has he has time to drive by my house, but he doesn't have time to do yoga. Really? Well, when he's with his daughter, he goes on adventures, and they like to go. There's a creek by your house, and they for some reason he brings his daughter down your street. <laughs> and um, but he's the time that so he busy. took the time that he took to get in the car and drive by my house is the time he could be doing yoga. Yeah, tell him I tell him I said yeah. tell him I said that. Tell him I said okay, that. I'll run that by him. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Marie. Good Thank to hear you. from you. You too. Uh, and then um, David has posted the uh, the Shaktipat group. He's posted the safeties and he's posted some YouTube for the five Tibetans. So for those of you like Firas who might be interested in that. Uh, go and look at those those and, and once again David thank you very much for your help and assistance with this all right moving onward um, so Tamer 
you will shake and you will feel weak after every Zoom meeting. But also, as you go further into your kundalini process, you may have something that's called chronic fatigue come over you. This happens to a lot of the, uh, the kundalini people deep within their process, and it's okay. Nothing is wrong. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they, they go to the MD, they go to the clinic, they try to get it solved because they're so used to having an, uh, the energy that, they, that they're used to having. A lot of people will try to fix that with caffeine by drinking coffee or black tea or cola. And I'm going to suggest that you don't do that. I'm going to suggest that you, you can use honey. And I'm going to suggest you try to get natural comb honey. Okay. Uh, and you can also use uh, ginseng. Like for a guy, you would use red panax ginseng. For a woman, you would use a form of ginseng called dong kwai, D-O-N-G-Q-U-I-A, I believe, or A-I. I don't know which one. Um, um, kundalini is an adaptogen, and it will go to where the body needs it most. But you've got to understand that it's the kundalini that's sucking away your energy. And you need to let that be for a little bit. Now, if you're doing yoga, the yoga will help this as well. Okay, uh, You don't want to overexert with the pranayama, the alternate nostril. A lot of people try to bring their energy back by doing alternate nostril breathing. No, 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 no. Okay, You don't want to let your egotism try to fix the symptom that the kundalini is bringing you. It doesn't need to be fixed. <laughs> it needs to be acclimated to. You need to go, okay, okay, she's using my energy right now for part of this transformation. I'm going to surrender my expectations of how I normally energetically feel and just let the Kundalini do the work that she needs to do no matter how long it takes. I'm not going to try to to remove the symptom with caffeine or with with sugars or with artificial flowers or any of these types of things. Now, another thing that you have to do, and this is going to rub some of the folks the wrong way, and I apologize in advance, but this is what I'm being given to say. Sometimes, if you're a vegetarian and you're losing uh, energy due to the kundalini, the kundalini wants you to eat meat instead she'll want you to eat beef or fish or chicken or turkey and in some cases pork uh, and so this is what i'm going to suggest that you do tamer I, and i believe tamer you're already eating beef and things of that nature right yeah 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 so so that's fine uh, but allow that to occur. And for those of you listening in the podcast, you need to understand that veganism or strict vegetarianism is not suggested for kundalini. Now, yes, I know some of the yoga systems will say, oh, no, 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 don't eat meat. But I'm telling you, you need to eat the meat. Kundalini is in itself symbolizing the top predators on this world, the tiger, the lion, the bear, uh, the orca, uh, 
none of the symbols of Kundalini are vegetarian, not a single one. The spider, the serpent, they are all strict carnivores. The only one that is omnivore is the human. We're the ones that eat the plants and the flesh of the other animals. Okay. I know, I know, I know. Not everybody's happy about that. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. She will make you as weak as a kitten until you turn your dietary expectations around and do what she wants you to do. She will make you weak. Have you had that experience, Karina? Well, actually, I went uh, carnivore a couple of uh, months ago. <laughs> no, it's, it's so funny. I'll, don't worry, I'll keep laughing like as I keep learning what's going on because it's like you're explaining so many things that I've been going through and I didn't know what was going on, but there it is. Yeah. So, yeah, I got, yeah, meat. It's like I need to, to eat meat. I cannot have dairy anymore. I just can't. Yeah. Uh, not many vegetables. Um, I don't eat sugar. I don't, I don't drink alcohol. I don't take drugs. Uh, I, it's like I became allergic to all of these things. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Well done. Well done, Karina. You're doing really well. And this is true. And I, I will, I will, I will suggest a mirror of what Karina is saying for everybody out there. Now, dairy is, is something that, that you can still do uh, uh, with Kundalini. Um, but I, I stopped uh, to a large degree. Sometimes I'll still have cheese. Uh, sometimes, um, you know, I can have some other dairy product. But I don't typically. It's just not that big a part of my diet. Um, she also knows your financial status. Your, your kundalini knows your financial status and she knows what you can afford to get. <laughs> uh, because I've been so destitute most of my life, you know, she's been very forgiving uh, for some of the food choices I've had to make because of my, my financial condition. And, uh, and so she will be that way for you too, especially if you're, if your karma, um, uh, reflects that as well. So, well done, Karina. Well done. And, uh, you know, Kundalini is not fixated on one religion. You don't have to be a Hindu. You don't have to be a Buddhist. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be a Zoroastrianist. You don't have to be any of these things. You can be absolutely non-religious and still have the Kundalini come fully in you. And then, of course, you know, you will experience the divine reality as uh, Firas is looking at. Uh, you will experience God and Goddess in their full expression. Uh, well, at least as full as your limited consciousness and body can handle it. Okay. Um, and then you may not be so, so uh, prone towards disbelief. But before that, you can go into it completely without any kind of emotional equation or, or a religious equation uh, to you. Uh, and it will still come. 
it will still come. You can you can practice uh, Islam, Christianity. You can practice all the other ones that I just mentioned, uh, and it will still come. But I have to tell you, it is beyond religion. Religion is only there to trigger it. Once it's triggered within you, all religions kind of fall away, and you you are immersed in the kundalini reality which in and of itself is like a religion but it's a religion that actually touches you from the inside out okay so that and that goes for gurus too you know let's just say you're a yogananda person it's like oh god i just love yogananda it's like oh yogananda this yogananda that and i just Oh, I've been down to all of his places in California, Encinitas, and the, the Lakewood Shrine, and all these places, and I just love Yogananda, and, and then you'll have the Kundalini, and, and the Kundalini is such an actual exaltation that the gurus will just kind of like follow, and they should just kind of fall away, fall away, fall away, fall away. Okay, now she'll, she may still guide you towards the wisdom of Yogananda or the, or the wisdom of Vivekananda or the wisdom of, of any of the gurus that are, that are currently alive or dead. Uh, uh, but uh, it's the kundalini that takes preeminence in all things. All things. Okay. Okay. Anybody else have a commentary? Oh, I want to. I want to bring this up. You may be compelled to do certain things by your kundalini. You know, compelled to eat meat or to just eat vegetables or to eat a eat a little bit of both. Compelled, like Karina, not to have dairy, not to have sugar, not to drink alcohol. You may be compelled to do these things, but you also may be compelled to end your abusive relationship. OMG. OMG. That husband, that wife has been so abusive to me for the last 25 years or 10 years or 5 years or 3 years or however many years it's been. And the Kundalini will say, Enough. Enough. You must go your separate ways. Okay, this is this is a fact. This is a fact. And I've seen Kundalini destroy many relationships. And they don't even have to be abusive. The, the, the spouse doesn't even have to be abusive. But they're lacking an energetic quality that they cannot manufacture on their own. They, they can't develop. Oh, all of a sudden, you know, Oh, oh, you have kundalini. Oh, well, wait, honey, wait, honey. Okay, I'll, I'll run. I'll stop eating uh, dairy. And, and, uh, and I'll do yoga. And I'll do everything I can do to, to come up to your level, hon. But it's not going to work. That relationship must end. And you must not try to get in the way. And you will try to get in the way. 
You will. Because, you, you know, you'll have children in, in common. You'll have children in common. You'll have finances in common. Maybe you got a house. Maybe a couple of houses. Maybe even a BMW. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you'll have all these things, all these good, good, good things that that everybody, you know, wants to have. You know, money, house, stability, job, uh, children, all these good, good things that have gotten you to the point of the kundalini activation within you. And then she'll all of a sudden go, you must stop this. You must move on from this. And you'll, you'll say, forget that. No, 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 no. I mean, I'll do everything else you want me to do, Kundalini. I will do what you want me to do. I'll, I'll eat what you want me to eat. I'll have, I'll have, uh, I'll exercise uh, in the way that you want me to. I'll pray to you. I'll worship you. I'll do all these things for you, but I'm not going to mess with my family. And the Kundalini will say, my child, you will do starting to get bliss here oh. you will do what I compel you to do because you won't like the alternative and you won't be able to live with the alternative you must understand that I know you better than you know yourself all you know is your wants and your desires I know your karma I know where your destiny lies. You don't. You must listen to what I tell you to do. And you must do what I tell you to do. This is one of the hardest, hardest, most difficult things that will happen to you within your Kundalini. Because she's literally shredding your known existence your known life. She's shredding it right in front of you. Now, she won't come to you with words like I just said. She won't say, my child, this, this, or that. But she'll bring these images, she'll bring the telepathic communication to you without words. And you'll know exactly what she's sending to you. She'll know, you'll know the thoughts that she's saying. And, but you won't hear it in words. And so it'll be kind of difficult for you to like make that transition between a non-word, non-vocal communication versus a word and, and vocal communication. And many of us have spiritual parasites connected to us, attached to us. And these spiritual par parasites will use words for you. And so on the one side, you'll have the kundalini going, you must end this relationship, my child. And on the other side, you'll be having these entities going, oh, no. No, no, you don't want to leave your husband. He loves you. Your children love you. And what about the BMW? Are you just going to throw that away? <laughs> I swear to God, you will hear these words in your head. Not all of you, but many of you will. About 60, 65% of Kundalini activated people will be able to hear the voices. Okay, these are the voices in your head. What the MDs like to call schizophrenia. Okay. 
This is this is not uncommon. This is not. Let's see. Uh, uh, Magdalene, is this uncommon? No. Uh, Gary, have you heard words? No. Good. Good. Christina. Not yet. Um, where where who? Chris from Belgium. Ah, you've you've heard the words? Yes, but we call it the, the higher self. No. No. It's not a higher self? No. No. <laughs> no. The higher self will never use words. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is what they want to move you out of the dependency on words, on, on, on vocal communication, uh, and into spiritual communication where you just know it's like a knowingness a form of of uh expanded telepathy telepathy okay so if you ever hear a word it's a lower form of an entity using its idea of a higher self that it can see it can see what you expect the higher self to be you, you can see that in your aura it auras can be read and so as it sees that idea of a higher self in your aura it can adapt to that and go, ah, uh, you know, I, I can be that. So whoosh, you won't see the source of the voice, but you'll hear the voice in your head telepathically. And it will say, I am your higher self, Gary. I am your higher self and you must do what I tell you to do because I'm higher. And I know I'm making it funny now, but it's not funny when it happens. Yeah, it's most of the time also entities, huh? It's just entities. Yeah. You don't want to do anything that something with words telepathically sends to you. Mm-hmm. No words. Kundalini does not speak in words typically. I can't say she never does. I can say that she typically does not. Because she knows... That that's that's part of the test for you is is to to discern what is true and what is false. If an entity is coming to you with words put in your head, that is false because it's moving you back to corpor to the corporeal state to the state of being in the body and talking this way, whereas the kundalini is pulling you into a greater divine form of communication okay so you never listen to the to the words that the that the entities will send you and you know and the funny thing is it's not that funny but the the strange thing is the entities will try to tell you something good in order to hook you in to that information source so they'll say they'll say oh oh back out of the street there comes a bus whoosh the bus goes by right or you know or pick up that coin and whoosh something goes over your head that would have killed you or something like that right so that you know they will try to do good things at first uh in order to manipulate you into becoming dependent upon the entity as an information source okay so there's that the kundalini on the other hand will just make you bend over she go, oh, look at that shiny thing down there. She'll create a shiny thing down there. You'll bend over, and whatever was going to hit you in the head is gone. She doesn't have to use a voice. Okay, now, Tina, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to your question. Tina, if you had a question, I'm not sure. Your hand was up. 
I wanted to know if uh, the entities talk in your local language. What? In your language, I mean, which language do they talk in? Entities. You know, I'm I'm not getting that question. Anybody else help me out with that? I'm saying that if entities are talking to us, it's in our local language. Like it's in your local language because I take entities away. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist. And with uh, the beginning of Corona, I had the first client who had entities and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I had a specialized course now. Yeah, you're laughing, but yeah, I, I had experience. They will, they will talk to you in whatever language you speak. Mm -hmm. okay. okay, thank you. Sometimes they'll come to you in a different language. Like like a lot of the, so there's a couple of Christian uh, belief systems out there that where they, they do something called glossolalia. And this is like speaking in tongues, right? And so the entities will come and they'll attach to the Christian person. And they're Okay, and the Christians are going, oh, it's God, it's God. It's not, it's entities. <laughs> okay. that's, so that's speaking a different language, okay, or just gibberish. They'll also just, you know, give the person gibberish. And typically it's the, it's the pastor, that, <laughs> it's the minister, it's the guy in charge or the woman in charge that, that, that gets that. Uh, but you want to avoid all conversation when you hear the voice inside your head okay so i'm gonna you know samantha is there and i just say samantha i am your god or you know i am something right to samantha and and samantha's going oh that's an entity she knows oh entity okay don't communicate with the entity don't answer its questions. Don't take its advice. Don't do anything to uh, to contract yourself with the entity. And by contract, I mean creating an agreement, a communicative agreement between the two of you. It's forcing itself on you, but you don't have to accept that contract. You can just push it away and you don't say, in the name of Christ, be gone, or any of these things. None of that works, okay? <laughs> you just ignore it. And you say to yourself, I give myself to Kundalini, I give myself to Kundalini, I give myself. And you fill that. Fill your head with that. And that will eventually drive them away. Just the word Kundalini itself has power. It has power. All right. This took me off on a tangent that I wasn't expected to go on, but okay. Because we've gone, we, we've gone through this with other Zooms, uh, entity contact, but there are new folks here too, and so I think it, it deserves repetition. And Tamar asks, is Kundalini against marriage? And it's no, it is not against marriage. But if it's not the right person, if the Kundalini doesn't agree with your marriage... It's not going to last. So it's best to be with that person for seven or eight years. Or, you know, five, six, seven years. 
Best to, to be with that person on a daily basis if you can. And then you know. Then you know if it will work. Before you, you get married. Okay? Before you get married. Now, oh, that's right. I was there. So, within the marriage uh, scenario, as I mentioned before, she will end the marriage before you're ready to. But she will make you ready to end it. You'll know, kind of like she's right. A certain part of you will know. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, all right. It, this is not a marriage that is serving me. And you'll be told by maybe your your friends or if you have a teacher, you'll be told you got to you know you got to you got to end this. This is not this is not working out. At least from where we can see, it's not working out. And you'll say no, no, no. I'm a person of my word. I gave my word. I'm not going to... No, no. But then the Kundalini will come along and go, Yes, you must terminate this relationship. And then when she tells you, there's really no choice in it after that. Because she'll just make you lose interest. <laughs> you'll, just... <laughs> you'll do your best to, to, to let him down gently because you know you're a loving, decent, kind person, but... The relationship is done, and you need to let it go. You need to let it go. And that's, you know, that's not always easy. So I just, I, wa I want you to understand that. It's really important that you understand that. Uh, terminate it as nicely as you can, and then leave the house. Give them the house. Give them everything they need to keep their reality intact as they go through their heartbreak, which is a hard thing. You leave the house. You go somewhere else, some other country, some other city, some other state, somewhere else. That's what you must do as a, as a kindness to them. Any questions about that? Okay, all right. So moving forward, I'm sure that for some of you, what I'm saying does not resonate with what you've learned about Kundalini and what you've experienced with Kundalini. And I'm sure for some of you, it does resonate. Um, I don't need to be agreed with. I'm so used to not being agreed with. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, <laughs> teaching Kundalini is not the thing. Let me tell you, don't ever do it. Don't become a, a, a guru or a teacher. It's it's really not ego fulfilling at all. Um, but if your Kundalini pushes you in that situation, then you have no choice. You must help people with that truth. Okay which is what I do. Now, most people, most teachers, don't have the kundalini. They don't have it within them. They'll, they'll have like Sadhguru. Sadhguru, you know, he has, he has a lot of peripheral around kundalini information, right? He has kundalini, you know, about uh, common sense about life, and, you know, you don't steal, and he's got like 
nice little Hindu stories that represent, you know, don't steal, uh, you know, be forgiving, live your life in a, in, a, in, a, in a robust and kind way. And these are all good things, you know. You know, I, you know, and he's got this nice presentational style, and and uh, he's he opens the doorways into the noble behaviors for a lot of people. So I really respect him for what he does. But he doesn't know about Kundalini. Okay, that that part of the population is really not for him. The part of the population that for him is is really like a. Uh, people who are verging into like, well, maybe I don't believe in God today. Maybe that's, you know, that's people that, that, that are kind of more at the, at a, at a beginning stage with it. Uh, but he doesn't have the activated Kundalini. And here's another one, you know, if you wrote this really great book, like the guy that wrote the power of now does not have the Kundalini had a great mystical experience, mystical experience, helped him write the book. He wrote the book. He put it together. It sells millions of copies. He doesn't have Kundalini. He's got a lot of money. He's got a couple of good books and the memory of a mystical experience. This is not Kundalini. Okay? He was blessed by grace, to be sure. And that grace put together a really good book, Power of Now and Power of Whatever, other time <laughs> it's power of whatever else and uh and it helps a lot of people and it's great and i'm really really happy for him but don't listen to him about kundalini he doesn't know and he certainly doesn't know from authentic experience yes brett are you no you're just stretching okay he doesn't know from authentic experience a person with kundalini can tell you can tell. Elizabeth is writing to everyone. She says, I learned about Melchizedek today. <laughs> uh, is Kundalini against this? I'm interested in learning more about this healing modality, but I know you have mentioned to ask Kundalini to help others. I want to be doing learning about something that aligns with Kundalini. Can you give any insight? Uh, Melchizedek is, is, is the name of a Jewish... Uh, Pharisee, I believe, or a king, an, an ancient king. So I don't know of the uh, the modality that somebody is calling Melchizedek in order to somehow transfer the the glory of King Melchizedek into their little healing modality. So already I'm seeing a lie. I'm seeing an untruth being told there. And so I will say, no, she is not for this. The only healing modality that Kundalini will respect really is the Kundalini healing modality. That's the one. Why would you go to anything else? If you have Kundalini, why would you look at Reiki? Why would you look at Theta healing? Remember that. You know, why would you look at it at, at, you know, splitting the guts open on an animal and reading the animal entrails? Why would you do this? Why? That's walking backwards. If you've reached the Kundalini, then, you, then it's the Kundalini healing modality that will help you the best. 
And just the question is, well, well, how do I use the Kundalini modality? Well, you don't use it. It uses you. You are not the great and awesome Kundalini healer come to save the world. No. You're not that at all. You're someone who's worked hard enough and long enough and lived as many lives as is necessary to have the Kundalini activation in this lifetime. And if you want to heal somebody else, then you ask your Kundalini to give you assistance in healing that person. But you have to understand that the Kundalini reads the karma, not you. You know, I asked Chris about his karma. Okay. So my Kundalini goes into Chris and looks at his karma. And that is how you determine whether or not that person needs to have the affliction in order to learn a very important lesson or can have the healing, which also gives them a very important lesson. You know, people, people it's just like, they, they, they feel like, oh, oh, my back, you know, like, like, like Firaz, you know, oh, my back, oh, my back is hurting. Oh, my gosh, I need a healing. You know, and somebody like Melchizedek would be going, wow. That's where Melchizedek and were named after this really famous king in the Bible. We're going to give you healing. Okay. You know, and they might throw some sort of a thing at you, some sort of energetic entity at you. But this is not what you as a Kundalini person should be doing. Now, you look at Brett's painting. You look at Brett's painting and you can see a rendition of Kundalini uh, presence in it. Okay. And so if you had like, if you bought one of his paintings and you put it up on the wall and you stare at it for a while, you can ask your Kundalini as you're staring at it to give so-and-so a healing if it's appropriate. And you must always give that if it's appropriate statement to it, because you don't know if that person needs that teaching and you don't get to rob them of it because of your ignorance of it. Sometimes people get sick, really sick, in order to teach the entire family a lesson of coming together, of loving and helping that mother or that father or that sister or that brother or that child. And so you're coming in there with your kundalini going, Thou shalt no longer be ill. I giveth thee a healing. No. No, you will not be allowed to do this. And you can, you can dance the dance if you want, but it's just theatrics. It's just theatrics. That's all it is. You, you might win an Oscar. <laughs> if you're good enough. Okay. You've seen me on occasion go into people here on the Zoom. Uh, zooming in behind a person, going into their energetic anatomy. That's all done, first of all, with permission, number one. And that's all done by virtue of the Kundalini. Not by virtue of me wanting to win an Oscar. Okay? By virtue of the Kundalini. And this is how I will suggest any and all of you learn how to bring a healing uh, vector into your expression. Not using Melchizedek, not using Reiki. Stay away from Reiki. 
Stay away from Reiki. Stay away from anything that incorporates something outside of yourself coming into you and applying a healing. That's just asking for entity in uh, parasitism. That's all it is. If you have the Kundalini, you have the grace of God expressing through you from the inside out. Not the outside in. The kingdom of heaven is within. Not sitting up there on a cloud. Waiting for you to go make your little Reiki symbols, you know, and go, okay, come into my hands. No. No. What you'll get is a problem. I hope I didn't hurt your feelings there, Elizabeth. No, not at all. I just, uh, someone had mentioned it and it sounded interesting. So I thought I'd bring it up. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for bringing it up. It serves, it serves a good, good, good purpose. Um, God, you know, you work so hard to have the Kundalini. You've lived so many lives. You've gone through so much trauma. <laughs> some of you, some of you present here died by being burned at the stake. Some of you here. I can, I can tell you that for sure. Uh, three of you died by being burned at the stake. It's like one of the worst ways you could go. This is in the 1600s. You've, you've gone through so much to come to the place where you are right now, to have this grace come and expand itself within you. Don't, don't waste it by going into an egotistical uh, expression of wanting to be a, 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 wanting to be noticed or wanting to be self-aggrandized, wanting to, to be seen as the great and powerful Oz. You know, just don't do that. That is wasting a lot of what you already endured. You understand? It's so important. I can't even tell you how important it is. Uh, Mehdi, Mehdi Nasri from Morocco says, Master Christian, can you be talking to someone and then when you know they're having difficulties, pray for them instantly or touch them if compelled without them knowing? <laughs> no. <laughs> you can pray for them without them knowing. You can't touch them without them knowing. You don't get no touchies. <laughs> No touchies, okay, uh, Mehdi. You can pray for them instantly, as you suggest, but you don't get to touch them. It's not you. You don't get to go, oh, you know, I'm going to touch them. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you're looking at a person, let's just say, you know, you're looking at a person, you see the entities on them, because like Chris Chris is saying, you know, he's got this this uh, sensation up here on the third eye, and and that's going to start bulging. It'll start getting bigger and bigger uh, as he practices. Pranayama helps that too, but so does humming. Hmm. When you do the om, that starts to stimulate the third eye. There. Sorry about that. I let me turn this off here. 
that starts to stimulate the third eye. And can I ask a question about that? Uh, what about candle gazing to do this? Candle gazing. Oh, oh, uh, Chitaka. Yeah, Chitaka's fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chitaka's fine. Not sun gazing, though. No, no, no. Candle gazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so. so I, I, I have also another question because uh, how can. When your Kundalini is flowing and you're standing into your middle chakra canal and you're open, and how can you protect yourself better against uh, entities? Yeah, uh, negative energy, let me say like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, Chris, and I'm not done with you, uh, Mitty. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing she will let bad things happen to you. Okay. If you call them to you by fearing something, you're calling it to you. I had this when I had a lot of fear three years ago. Yeah. You swim in the ocean and you're afraid of sharks. You're attracting the sharks. Come, Sharky. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Okay, so, so you have to be very, very careful about how you understand your kundalini to be, Chris. Kundalini is the most powerful energetic form that a human being can hold while still retaining life it is uh, bliss just a second it's hard to talk when i'm having bliss It's hard to resist it, too. <clears throat> Kundalini is the last bridge from the physical mundane into the divine. Okay. okay. There is nothing of a negative nature that can overtake it ever but it will allow you to feel it will allow you to feel like you can be damaged or you could be hurt or you could be taken over by some negative entity it will allow you to feel especially if you have some sort of religious background <laughs> yeah i was raised like a catholic and uh, there yeah. you go yeah so, so Oh my God, it's got, you know, I saw a serpent in my dream. Oh, you're possessed by Satan. You're going to hell. You're going to burn forever in the lake of fire. You know, all of these, this imagery. And you know, I took a nun. I took a nun down to, uh, to Peru to do some ayahuasca to see how that would affect people's kundalini. And the first place she was taken to was the lake of fire. Yeah. People being pitchforked in by demons into the lake of fire. The screaming, yelling. It scared her so badly, she soiled her clothing. She thought she had died. For those of you who know, this was Rosemary. You remember Rosemary, right? Uh, Magali, Julia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really sweet, sweet sweet lady 
<clears throat> really, really nice person. Really, I mean, just and she had Kundalini activated. I have now also the problem that I, you know, I can't stand anymore. If I for pubs and have drunk people, I can't stand it anymore. The drunk people. You can't what stand? I can't, I can't stand the 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 the. I must have said the English. vibration. The vibration, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, so. Your kundalini in and of itself, if you trust your kundalini, then you've got nothing to worry about. Now, the one thing that you have to worry about is she will allow you to become possessed. Mm -hmm. And that's like talking with that entity that's calling it your high self. That is a form of possession. Mm -hmm. She will allow you to become possessed in order for that possession to teach you certain lessons. And this can last for years and years. But the thing is, I mean, it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. It's a good thing because you are forced to focus on the higher qualities, the, the higher ethics, the higher moralities, the higher modalities of living. Mm -hmm. You're forced because you know that if you give in to these entities, you'll go straight to the psych ward or into prison. Mm -hmm. Okay? So you're forced to, to find ways to deny the corruption, constantly denying the corruption every day, every hour, every minute, every week, month, year that goes by, every, all the time. You are counteracting the, a form of corruption that keeps welling up within you with words like, like I hate that man or, or hurt that person, or what an asshole, you know. It's almost like having Tourette's, Tourette's syndrome, right? Except without the, uh, without the outspokenness of it. And if you let it go, it can turn into Tourette's. Okay. So you never want to let it go. You never want, you never want the entities to, to take you over, to win you. They'll try, they'll try, but the Kundalini is always there. And the kundalini will, will come up inside you during some of these moments and will say, ah, 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 don't go there. And you'll listen. You'll listen to her because she knows best. And she won't use words. See, that's the thing. That's the thing that really determines whether you're listening to an entity or you're feeling and, and knowing the kundalini. Words. If you hear words... It's an entity. Mm -hmm. If you feel the compulsion, it's the Kundalini. Okay, so don't listen to the words in any language. And also ET. ET can also do this. Extraterrestrials can also do this. They can also, uh, I don't know if I can do, if I can mimic the sound. And you'll, you'll hear this throughout your house. <clears throat> you'll hear it over there, over there, over there. Or it'll sound like a cricket or a frog. It'll be behind your sofa. It'll be under your chair. It'll be in your bedroom. It'll be in the kitchen. And you'll never find it. 
Okay, that's an edit. I have another uh, thing to say because three years ago I was falsely, falsely accused from arsenic for putting fire. Yeah? Uh, but it's not true. But I was so afraid and I got the panic and anxiety attacks. And since then, I have tinnitus in my left ear. You have what? Tinnitus. 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 Oh, tinnitus. Oh, tinnitus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can have that. The Kundalini will take care of that, though. Don't worry about it. That won't be forever. I'm trying to, to get the energy to my left ear and sometimes no no, no. no. just ask just ask her to ask and let's let's all try something are you really are you are you are you you want to get rid of that yeah 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 everybody bring it in bring it in everybody listening and watching bring it in uh Chris, can you actually do the forefinger and the thumb tip? Oh, wait, wait. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That one. Um, everybody. And Chris, do we have permission to help you with your tinnitus? Yes, you may do. All right, all right. Felicia, John, Nick, Vincent, Tapia, Julia, Jordan, Tina, Magali. Let's all look at Mr. Chris here. And let's focus on that left ear. Now, the left ear having tinnitus is a kundalini thing in and of itself. But let's just ask the kundalini to give him a healing unless he should not have it. Oh, poor Holly is just like inundated with children. All right. <laughs> on the count of three, ask your kundalini to help Chris with his tinnitus. Can you hear it right now, Chris? My heart, my head starts. Uh... That's okay. Don't worry about that. Let that happen. One, two, three. And stop. And stop. Look at Chris. Blow up that picture in your mind. Blow it up. Make the separation. Make the separation. How's that tinnitus, Chris? It's it's better. It's better. See, it doesn't take long. Yeah. But the fact that it's in your left ear is also an indication that Kundalini is allowing it to be there. Okay. Okay, so it, it has nothing to, to make with it because I got it with a fear and a panic attacks. It has it has to do with your fear. Um, are you still hearing words? No, 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 no. Okay, all right. It has to do with the fear, and the more the less you fear, the more that tinnitus will go away. Trust your kundalini. Trust your process beyond all things. Seriously, all of you, all of you. I know some of you. Yes, go ahead, Karina. I have a question about you know um, the ears. I I real I used to hear like a very uh, intense, sharp metallic sound in my ears. Um, haven't heard it for quite a while. I just Chris just reminded me that I had. I had that and it was appearance a period of intense fear but it was like 
very, very loud. And usually it was just before going to bed. I used to hear it three times. And at the third time, I was falling asleep. You were sound asleep? It puts yeah. you to sleep? Yeah, yeah, that, that was... That was your kundalini. Yeah, she was allowing that to occur. Uh, too bad you can't put a note to it, like a B flat or a C sharp or something like that. Uh, that could be helpful. I'll try. To, I'll try to, to. I'll try to find it. Try to remember it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll hear a lot of different things. Like right now, I hear so many frequencies right now. I, it's just. But when I ever, when, sometimes when I'm just alone, I'm not like on a Zoom, you know, I'll harmonize with the frequencies that I hear. Now, if you had harmonized Ooh. with that, how would that have changed it, you see? Again, you can do it, if you're a musical person, you can do a triple harmony with it, you know, mm -hmm. three-part harmony. Do, 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 right? And you just like, wah. <laughs> just, okay. You harmonize with it. Okay. So, so, and that, that, that is actually a very cool thing to do if you can do it. I'll do that. And I had, I just had a, another quick question. Um, uh, this week I had a dream. I, I felt like I had someone that I could not see. Uh, actually, it was on my left side. It felt like a, um, it was oppressive. It was like something getting over me and in my dream. I remember what you said. So it, when I realized that, is that an entity or is it something? It didn't feel positive. Entity. It was very, it was very oppressive. Entity. Probably and, a probably a ghast. G h a s t. I was wondering, could it be someone that is alive? Because yeah. what I, I I cut it like in my dream. I literally remembered what you said. And I cut it right there and it stopped. And two days afterwards, I saw on the news that someone I know um, had committed a crime. You got to stop hanging around with those people, Karina. Yeah, well, I attract them quite a lot. <laughs> that, that's another question. And I'm serious. It's like I attract very strange people. Well, that's true. That's true enough. Uh, so, yes to, to the first question you asked. Uh, uh, it can be someone that you know. And somebody can, like, especially when they're thinking about you, and if they're thinking like a bad thought, oh, I, if they're, like, going sexual with it, right? Oh, I want to rape her. I want to, you know, get her, blah, blah, blah. It's incredible. It, Actually, it was someone, I, 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 I dreamt of him, and the next day in the morning, it was going to court and uh, for sexual assault <laughs> and on wednesday i heard the news on the radio well hopefully he got what's coming to him yeah um so. but yeah yeah you you that that and this 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 starts to to verge on to pre uh to to knowing the future to to um having that precognition right so the kundalini can give you that it can give, and you will attract strange people because there's a great 
level of possession that occurs in the population, especially with those who do not have the Kundalini. And the entities that possess the general population can see that you do have Kundalini. And just like the insects that will flock to a light, these entity insects will flock to your light. And all of you need to be aware of this. All of you. Okay. Just because they're attracted to you doesn't mean that you have to be attracted to them or to communicate with them or any of these things. If they're not living up to the noble behaviors, the high morals, the high ethics, stay away from them. Don't try to heal them. Nah, you know, don't try to heal them. These are things, you know, high morals and high ethics. They can be taught to children, but they have to be earned by adults. Okay, they have to be earned. And you're not the one to make them earn it. Their own spiritual path, their karma, their karma will make them earn that. Okay, so you will, all of you will attract strange people, especially if you live in Indiana. This is <laughs> right across from a park. <laughs> All right. So, so are you in the States, Karina? No, actually, I'm in Quebec, Canada. Quebec, Canada. My, my bank just got sold to Canada. Bank of Ontario, I think, BOM, Montreal. BMO, that's Bank of Montreal. Ah, yeah, yeah. So now I, now, now I have Canadian bank. It went from a French bank to a Canadian bank. So I'm not sure I have French... A French bank outlet anymore <laughs> and I never go to Canada <laughs> although I've been once and it was nice Toronto was was nice all right so yeah so getting back to um, Medi never do these never try to to do the touchy thing with people without them knowing it it's a it's a mistake I've done it and it was successful, but I wasn't doing anything hurtful and I wasn't touching them in a sexual way or or even a healing way. It was just a communication, but it was enough for me to learn, wow, don't do that. And she taught me not to do that. I mean, you don't do it. Okay, so um, Samantha says, I keep attracting Christians trying to get me to go to church. <laughs> it's kind of like because you are representative of what it is they worship. Christ was teaching Kundalini. He wasn't teaching Christianity. Okay. Christ was teaching high moral structure to people. And he had the Kundalini and so he could do that. So just an FYI, uh, you don't need to go. Your, your body is your church. Your body is your temple. And the grace that runs through that body and that temple is the God and the goddess within you. And until Christianity begins to honor sacred femininity, I'm going to have a problem with Christianity. Okay. 
they're only working with half the picture. So if you have a V8 engine, they're only working on four cylinders, which doesn't make it run very well. Okay. So yeah, yeah. And Tomer says, what is the sound? I'm not quite sure what you mean by that. Can you can you replicate it for us, Tomer? Tamer? You have the Kundalini, so there's going to be some Kundalini source for it. Okay. So you'll you'll have to discern that. You'll have to discern what that source is. I think it's uh, from blockages because uh, I feel like all my left side is, uh, is sick. My blocked. left leg, my left hand, my... You feel the left side is blocked? Yeah, yeah, all, all of it, yeah. All of it, yeah. Well, I'm looking at you and I'm not seeing a lot of blockage there. But what I am seeing is you, yeah. you yeah. not being able to discern you're just being confused by what grace is doing on the left side with how you normally expect to feel and grace will feel like you've got something else inside you it will feel that way and it's only working on the left side right now because your right side is not ready sacred masculine has not descended into you yet and that left side um sensation uh is more of a preparation for for more progress to be made you should be you should thank your kundalini thank your kundalini and do your best to follow the safety protocols do the high moral ethical things go out and do something for a complete stranger without expecting to be paid back for it do it again and again and again and again and again become saint timer okay okay all right i'm not kidding i'm not kidding yeah 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 i know all the saints had kundalini the real ones had kundalini not the fake ones but the real ones had saint francis of assisi saint Teresa of avila if you look at the catholic saints those mm -hmm. folks had kundalini just like chris mm -hmm. okay thank you Master. you're welcome <clears throat> looking at uh, Samantha says even I had latter day saints from the US and I'm in the UK <laughs> the Mormons the Mormons are just another offshoot of Christianity they're, and they're a little bit more blind um, and she asks do men have the same gifts or same experience as women no 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 um, similar though similar I mean, it's both uh, it's both brought about by Kundalini, but the 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 male aspect of the Kundalini, uh, the male expression of it, can be different because our roles in society are different. Our responsibilities based upon those roles in society are different. The reaction to our responsibilities based upon the roles in society will be different. Uh, the man goes out and, and you know, just on a generalized basis, goes out and supports the woman or supports the family. The, the woman keeps the nest. She builds the nest and she keeps the nest. 
in a, in a way that the family can have it. Um, typically, now with the Kundalini, the nest is within your home. Anywhere you're two feet or standing, you are home. Um, I'll be flying off to Switzerland soon, and and when I get off of that plane and I'm standing on on in Switzerland. That's where I'm at. I'm home wherever I am because that's how Kundalini d designs it to be, anywhere in this world. Uh, so, based upon our programming and our society, we will have different responses to Kundalini. And we'll have similar ones too. Spinal sweeps or spinal sweeps. When the Kundalini uh, forcibly comes up your spine, uh, merging all the chakras together and then coming out the fontanelle at the top with the uraeus coming out of the third eye that's going to happen pretty much equally for both genders <laughs> that will be equally for both genders uh, but when a woman is menstruating and she has like two or three menstruations in one month man's not going to really feel that I mean, he'll feel that, you know, if, if they're together with each other, uh, he'll feel that she's, oh, okay, she's got a kundalini surge going. But the guy's not going to feel that. You know, and when, the, when the guy goes into self-stimulation self -stimulation and, and he orgasms and ejaculates, that's not going to be the same way for a woman. She will feel it in a different way. But it'll still be accentuated by the kundalini defecation uh, the ring muscles of the rectum when the when the ring muscles are expanded during defecation a great feeling of joy and really good feelings will course up the spine and this will be the same for both genders okay so there are areas that are the same and there are areas that are different. Okay. Both of them are caused by Kundalini. This is like I wrote the other day on the group. Some belief systems don't believe women can have the Kundalini. You know, tell that to Karina. Tell that to Elizabeth. Tell that to Magali. And, and, and you know, tell that to these people that have it. Like Julia. Tell that to Julia. She has like these big old blotches of, of uh, rashes that come from the Kundalini. You know, it's like, oh, I guess I don't have Kundalini. I don't know what that is. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the rashes will come to both men and women equally. Okay. We're, we're different. We're we're, we're split from the from the genderless. We are made, we are genderized, okay. Uh, from having no gender to choosing woman or man, uh, we are genderized as we come into the world of polarity, right? To to be in the world. We have to be within polarity. So we, you know, we, we choose the male or we choose the female or our karma 
will sometimes choose what gender we are based upon our actions in the past. So if I was really an abusive guy against women, misogynistic all the way, you know, let's burn them at the stake, let's ram it through with the sword like a, a Roman soldier or something like that, and, and I had this predilection towards hurting women, I might be born a woman just to teach me a lesson about what that's like. Okay. All things are possible to the divine. All things. There is no such thing as impossibility to divinity. And you are that last bridge of flesh into divinity. You are the divine flesh with Kundalini. The word of God made flesh. The bliss wants to keep coming. You are that. You must understand that. You must allow that to expand your consciousness. There is nothing impossible for you. Nothing. Doesn't mean that everything's probable, but it means that you have the ability, because of your grace, to go into the infinity of probabilities that exist for you. Your karma may not allow you to do certain things. You know, if you were a, a rich person in the last life and you were very abusive with your wealth and, you know, you're very religious and devout and, and, and you were working on your kundalini and that's fine, but you didn't, you didn't share or, you, knew, you know, there were some, some problems with, with how you lived that life. You may not be rich in this life. You may want to have that wealth, but you can't have that wealth because the more wealth you have, the less lessons you learn. Okay, the more lessons you want to learn in life, the less wealth you have to have because you struggle more when you're poor. You struggle to exist harder when you don't have the money to support yourself. And you depend on others too, which is not something like Americans like to do. Americans are so egotistical. You know, it's like, no, no, if, if I didn't make it, I don't want it. <laughs> if I didn't make that money, I don't want it. <laughs> you know, it's harsh. And believe me, I, you know, I know about these things. Uh, any question like that? Oh, uh, let's see, Samantha expands. She says, I was covered in them a few weeks ago. I thought I was allergic to hot chocolate. I'm not quite sure what you're talking about there, Elizabeth. Oh, let's talk about some of the sweets. You will feel the urge to consume sweets. Okay? And I, I encourage you to eat the sweets. Honey, you can have. Fructose, you can have. Okay? I've been practically living off of blood oranges lately. I mean, I bought six pounds of them the other day. <laughs> That's breakfast, lunch, and dinner right there. Okay, uh, so have the fructose. Have the vegetable sugars like you get out of carrots. Carrots are really good for vegetable sugars. Uh, so is cucumber water, you know, things of that nature. Don't go for the Snickers. Don't go for the hot chocolate. Don't go for the paydays or the Milky Ways or the, I don't know what they sell in, 
in Canada or, or Europe these days. I don't know what they, probably similar things though. <laughs> don't go for these things. Just stop. Stop. Don't go, oh, well, I'll titrate down. Don't do that. <laughs> don't go, I'll just have half a candy bar. No. Stop. Stop. Just stop. You have the ability to just stop. Okay? If you need the sugar, apple juice is really good. Apple juice is really good. Julia. How long does it take apple juice to affect your mood, being a kundalini person? Um, right away. Right away. Right away. Some of you, thank you, Julia, some of you are going to have uh, low blood sugar-like responses to kundalini. You'll get irritable. You're like, in the morning, you know, you're like, in the morning. <laughs> you won't be a very nice person in the morning. It's like, oh, God, I have to do this thing again. Wear this body and do all this. And, you know, and you'll feel low energy. And the low energy is what's really making you cranky. But what's really making you cranky is low sugar because the Kundalini has used a lot of your resources during the nighttime for your process, for your transformation. And so the first thing I'll have Julia do is I will, I will have her go straight to the fridge and get some apple juice. Have her drink a cup of that apple juice. And then she goes over to the oatmeal and she'll put raisins in the oatmeal and honey in the oatmeal. And what else do you put in there, Julia? Sometimes uh, seeds um, and coconut oil. There you go. There you have it. There's your breakfast, everybody. You can also have eggs. And I know not everybody likes eggs. You know, you got, I'm not that fond of eggs, but I'll eat them, you know, occasionally. But you can have eggs. Uh, you can have scrambled eggs. You can have, you know, you can put ketchup on it. <laughs> now, the, you got to understand the ketchup in the United States is high fructose corn syrup. So, FYI, be aware of that. Try to find organic uh, tomato ketchup. Okay. Um, but you'll have this low blood sugar effect. And I want you to be aware of that. Now, this can happen to you pretty much any time along the timeline of the Kundalini activation within you. Any any time along that timeline. Uh, so when you so if, you know as you're looking at the chronic fatigue, you know oh where am I at with the chronic fatigue? You know, look to see if it's a blood sugar issue. Go straight to the apple juice or straight to the honey and see if that improves your mood almost immediately. And then you'll know ah ah. It's a blood sugar thing. The kundalini is using uh, the resources in my blood, my sugars, uh, in order to create the platform of grace that, that she is building within me. And I need to replenish that with apple juice, applesauce, orange juice, carrot juice, honey, 
um, and any other kind of natural fructose uh, that you can come through, okay, that you can come with. Cassavas, you know, even the strange ones from South America. They have plenty of strange things down there. Good things, but different. Uh, dragon fruit is really good if you have access to dragon fruit. Watermelon is the best. Watermelon is by far the best. Watermelon was designed for Kundalini people. So if you can, you know, when it comes back in season, definitely have a slice of watermelon every day if you can do it. Okay? Every day. Every day. Try not to wear clothing. <laughs> Try not to wear clothing. Okay? Keep yourself naked behind closed doors and covered windows uh, as much as you can. And if you can get out into nature without clothing, do so. But not if you're going to be seen. Men will just be arrested <laughs> right off the bat. Women will be enjoyed first and then arrested. So, so make sure that nobody can see you. Like if you're living where, uh, Tom, or where are you living? Uh, uh, Morocco? Jerusalem. Jerusalem, yeah. Don't do it in Jerusalem. Nowhere near Jerusalem. Okay. Don't do it where Mehdi lives in Morocco. Don't do it in these countries. Unless you're way out in the Sahara Desert and it's only you and your camel. Then you can do that. You can take a sand bath, right? Uh, but here in the States, you want to go to a national park or a place where you know you're absolutely going to be private. Same thing with Canada. Uh, and be naked in nature. It's important. It's important. It's not a sexual thing at all. But what will happen is the kundalini will be exceptionally stimulated, extremely stimulated, and you'll have a sexual response, both of you, male or female, doesn't matter. And the animals will come to you. You have to remember that the people who make your clothing leave their energetic signature on your clothing. Chinese, okay? I got Chinese uh, signatures on my clothes because that's what I can afford to buy is cheap clothing, right? And they're the ones that, that make that cheap clothing. Uh, some of it's made in Mexico, so... Yo comprende esta energía de México cuando me ropas. All right? So, what? how did that happen? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so the scenario is uh, lose the clothes as much as you can. Okay? You see what Julia's wearing. Look at Julia's wearing. She's wearing a blanket. That's it. And when, she, when, when we're done with the Zoom, she's going to lose that blanket. Unless it's too cold. Now, of course, if you're too cold, then, you know, you know, you can keep wearing the blanket. <sighs> Seriously, I'm not kidding about any of this. Lose the clothing as much as you can. And I know that, you know, like Gary, Gary's a painter. He owns a bunch of, he owns a painting company. So he's got to go out and inspect all these different job sites, right? So he's got to wear clothes to do that. I get that. You got to wear clothes to do that. But I'm thinking maybe he can get that special lycra and then paint clothing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. hey, but, Master, Master Christopher, in the beginning, man, she, he would like forcibly 
like take my clothes off. Like when first activation, like when Kriya's would hit, I'd sit down to meditate and immediately clothes would just be off. Totally off. Yeah. Totally and, like and fast and yeah. fast because it's such an irritant. Yes. It's and I've been an... out, I've been out in public and uh, not lately. She kind of just is, it's like almost like a rebirth. So she doesn't really make me take my clothes off very often anymore. Although I like to have them off, but um, I've literally had to like physically hold down my shirt in public because the Kriyas want to like, just shake it off. Like in the middle of the like grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> You must be a fun date. <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. I wish she would do it more often. Just rip my clothes up. <laughs> all right, all right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is a real deal. This is a real deal, and you got to be very, very careful with it. You got to be very careful with it. So eat the sweets, but make sure they're the natural sweets, uh, and and lose the clothing if you can, as best you can. Lose the clothing. And as uh, other people have said, be barefoot on bare soil. And I don't care if it's the cement of a city. Okay, that's fine. That cement is laying on bare soil. Okay, so go with it. Get your feet out in the natural world. Stop covering them up with socks and shoes. Um, Julia, can you, can you, uh, did you want to say something? Oh, hit your mic, hit your mic. How is this going for for all of you who are still here? Thumbs up, thumbs down, up, down, up, down, up, down, thumbs up. Okay, all right. Then I want you to ask questions that pertain to your situation. I don't care what stage you are in it. Tina, you had a question earlier on. Did you want to ask that? Yeah, it was regarding entities only, what language entities talk in. What entities... Gotta go slow, like you're talking to I'm sorry. A retarded five-year-old, okay? That's me. It was basically regarding the entities in what language they talk in. Oh, they talk in your language. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Uh, but sometimes they'll talk in a different language, but just that's the speaking in tongues thing. I remember that. Okay. All right. Um, visions. Let's talk about visions. Just as you'll have audio type of of uh, telepathy happening to you that you can't tell anybody else about, your spouse isn't going to understand. She says, well, how come I didn't hear it? You know, it's like, well, it's because you're not telepathic. You know, people go into competition, even spousals will go into competition with each other about these types of things. And so you don't want to really talk about it too much. But with the visions, the visions can be extraordinary. So beautiful. So beyond words beautiful that it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's literally unbelievable. You'll look at a tree and every leaf will be sparkling with light. Uh, the veins of the leaves lit up. Uh, the, the grass around it, each individual grass, just sparkling, just beautiful. And this is just, you know, you're looking at your front lawn. I mean, think about it. <laughs> 
it's just amazing. The visions that you'll see, like the glistening, the glistening is what I'm describing right now. The glistening where everything you, you see is covered in light and different frequencies of light, different sparkles of light, but just life. It's, it's, it's like a thousand million fireworks demonstrations without the loud bangs, without the loud sound. Uh, it's just amazing. And in the ocean, you know, to see the ocean that way, just, just amazing. And, uh, and these are really, really good. And I want you to just soak that up. Soak those visions up. Try to stay inside them as long as you can. As long as you can, because you're truly witnessing part of the divine reality when you do that. And this is how, this is, this is the true nature. When you see the tree that way, that's the true nature of the tree. Okay, it's not, uh, you know, it's it, it's not a blue screen computer thing put on there to to entertain you with. It's the real way that that tree, that those plants, that that water, that the animals look like. This is what people look like too. It's like these beautiful egg shaped, multicolored. Uh, uh, forms, you know, walking across uh, a street. I mean, it's amazing. Now, a lot of people have possessions, and so a lot of people are being conditioned to be depressed. Okay. This is... <laughs> I'm probably saying too many things here. I've always had that problem, teaching people too much at one time. Um, so, for for those of you listening on the podcast, just do your best to to take what sticks and then listen it again later on and then maybe more will stick. So this is a world of oppression. This is a world of oppression. You are constantly oppressed when you come here. As a child, you are oppressed with hunger. The hunger drives you to seek out nourishment from the mother's breast. The mother is oppressed because she has to find the food to make the milk to feed the child. The father is, is, is oppressed by making, uh, going out and hunting or, 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 or making the connection to feed the woman who can feed the child and that's only if the woman's lucky enough to have a husband who's willing to support okay so this is a world of oppression when you reach a certain age and you're crawling and you and you stand for the first time and you fall over it hurts and you're oppressed by that pain when you grow older and you're you're in school or you're learning, you know, different subjects. Uh, you learn not to put your hand on the hot stove because the pain is so intense that you'll feel so oppressed that you won't touch that hot stove. And so on and so forth. Throughout life, we are oppressed. Okay? And that oppression sculpts our behavior. It sculpts our willingness to risk and it generates fear within us. Okay? This is a world of oppression. 
as you live in this world and you feel this oppression, you will also feel the lack of oppression. You'll feel once your belly is full, you feel good. You feel, wow, okay, I can't, I can't fit any more food in. I feel good. I feel good. And so for that moment, you're not feeling oppressed. You feel good. Okay. But in this world, for the most part, we are designed to be oppressed. And within the Kundalini continuum, continuum meaning the life, the living the life of the Kundalini, the Kundalini continuum, you will have different tasks assigned to you by your grace that can be painful. Okay? You can be possessed by corruptive entities. And that will be painful. Because you'll feel like you can't get away from it. You can't get out of it. You're trapped in this cage of oppression and corruption. And WTF do I do to get out of this? And I've had this experience. I know exactly what I'm talking about. It took me over two years to get out of that. And I could only do it in the dream state. I could only do it in the dream state. Okay? So I felt oppressed all day. Go through your day. You feel oppressed. You're like, oh, fuck. Fucking, dude. How do I get out of this? You know, it's a, it's a constant thing. And, and so what you're doing when you're worrying about it in the daytime, you're just like, oh my God, what, how can I, how can I live like this? It's just like you're, you're dream seeding, you're seeding your night. Okay. You're seeding the nighttime with the possibilities that she will expose to you that will bring you out of this oppression. But you've got to learn to speak the language. You've got to learn to speak the language of intent. You've got to learn to speak the language of, of not being corrupting. Okay. Here, here in the, in the physical, you just want to lash out and hit them. <laughs> But you don't get to do that. Now, I did that to some degree. She let me do it. Um, I was incarcerated in the dream state. I was in, constantly incarcerated inside a, like an aquarium, you know, that didn't have water. It was just, you know, you're just, you're trapped. And I could see across the room that all other, there were lots of other different creatures. This guy, this thing was a collector of, of life forms. And uh, he'd collected me. And I'll tell you how, how that happened. Um, I was at, a, at, at the Huna, the World Huna uh, Convocation. So all these different authors of Huna, tech, you know, uh, Huna, it's a religion. It's a type of a religion. And, and I was reading up on it at the time. So it came to Tahoe and I thought, well, I'll just go to the Huna thing. Cool, all right. So I go to the Huna thing and I can see they're all kind of like, not aware of what's going on and, and you know they're talking about spiritual issues and i said you know I, I took one of the speakers i said and i said why isn't anybody speaking about entities here you guys should know about this she says don't tell them about that don't bring that up and i'm like oh i see okay so nobody's being told the truth <laughs> they're just being told 
certain aspects of the truth that, that, that the speaker felt that they could metabolize, right? Well, one guy was in the back and he had this, this plastic chart out. He says, hey, you want to feel something cool? And I said, I was bored. I said, sure, sure. So he says, okay, what you do is with your left hand, you touch this here and you go to the right and you just keep turning your hand over it. You know, and I could see that it had like these ancient symbols on it. And I was going, oh, wow, this is cool. You know, so I was like, okay. So I started doing it and boom, bam, the trap closed over me. And for the next two years, I was trapped. I was incarcerated. And this is different from going to hell and being incarcerated that way. That's a totally different thing. So I was worried about this, tremendously worried. And it, and it occupied my mind all day and all night. And I finally, I could see that she was, she would send me to these different healing modalities in the dream state. And I'd be given different tools that I could take. And, uh, and so I did. And I could see all these other people, uh, you know, in the same area being, you know, wanting a healing too. And you'd see this one, you know, person in this case, I saw this one uh, middle-aged woman and she's going, oh my God, I can't believe this is so, it's a terrible thing that happened to you here. And she pulls <laughs> open this drawer and she takes out these wooden things, you know, she hands them to me and I say, okay, great, great. Thank you. Thank you. You know, and, uh, and I go through it a, a little bit longer and finally I've had enough. I really had enough. And I broke through the aquarium and I took that little fucker by his throat and I flew up the side of the wall and I pushed him into the wall and I said, don't you ever do this to beings again. And I took that wooden thing and I pounded it through his body into the wall. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> so, so, you know, I didn't, uh, I wasn't the nicest about it, but I didn't like what was going on there at all. And uh, she allowed me to express my anger this way. And I would have probably, I'd probably do it the same way today if the same thing happened. Now going to hell is a different thing. Hell is real. Dante, Dante's Inferno, very accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, for the unactivated, for the unawakened individual, you will go to a specific ring of hell that resonates with your activities of a negative or corruptive nature most. Okay, so you will go there if you have that. You probably, none of you will probably have that, but... For those serial killers or child molesters or, you know, criminals of some nature, they will go to a very specific uh, level. Um, I was having a vision. I was having a vision and... <laughs> so strange, but I'll relate it to you. I saw Harley Davidson motorcycle gangs in the sky. And they were riding their motorcycles right past me. And I said, whoa, what's going on with that? You know, and I went back into the house and, and I was immediately somewhere else. I was in a room and there was like six inches of water on the floor. 
and there was this this old priest looking guy sitting in a chair and there were these wooden fish swimming through the air these wooden fish and so i'm just standing there observing and i see them i see them bring a couple in a couple is brought into the room in front of this priest like guy and they're saying you're either with us or against us now the man you know he's going to have to run and then we'll just hunt him down and kill him but you the woman you can either run and we'll hunt you down and kill you or you can just drown yourself right here in the six inches of water you know and i was like going geez what the heck is that and i touched one of the wooden fish i reached out and touched one of the wooden fish i was in that reality then I could feel the water on my legs and on my feet. I could feel the tension in the room, the corruptive degradation in the room. And that woman, she bent down to, to drown herself, and I picked her up, and I pushed her away. And I wasn't going to allow that to occur. And uh, I was immediately transported into a, a grassy area where there was a conveyor belt going into a into a um, where they burn people and my sister had been tied to the conveyor belt and they were saying you're either with us or she burns and i was like there was no way i was going to let my sister burn so okay i'm with you so all of a sudden so, so that that diminishes but now I'm here for another two years and they're trying to make me do all kind of evil things murder uh, I had a wicked stepfather in my real life and so wicked stepfather comes back and you know we're fighting and, and I could feel my energy being sucked out of the back of my neck this, this, this back of the neck is very important area we'll talk about that and, uh, and I'm resisting and I'm resisting and I figured out that if I, if I cough, if I, if I program myself to cough, then I'll be lifted out momentarily. So every time I'm about to do a bad thing, I cough, I'm lifted out. And I also found out that every time I do a beautiful, helpful action on the world, I kind of mess up their little program for me in the hell zone but then i found out even further i said uh, for instance this one time i was supposed to kill this young girl child and an older man i was supposed to kill him and uh and i coughed and i got out of it and i realized i have to help a young girl and an older person in the real life so that hell begins to create goodness in the world Oh, they hated that. They hated that. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I, my mom is like stretched out in the middle of an intersection naked and they're raping her. And, and I'm just observing this. this is gonna, really? Really? Is this the best you can do? Seriously? You know, and so, fine. You know, that disappears. And then I walk up to a sign. This is two years later. I walk up to a sign. And I see, I see the sign. It says universal. It's like a street sign. It says universal. And, I'm, and they spelled it wrong. 
I said, you, you expect me to be here and you can't even spell universal right? I'm out of here. <laughs> Boom. And that was it. That was it. You may be taken to a hell realm and you may also be taught these things. Never ever forget that it's your kundalini that is doing this. Never forget. Never let yourself get lost in these areas. There will always be a timeline to it and you'll always be able to get yourself out if you need to be, if you need to be released. But you've got to learn. You've got to learn these lessons. These days, my kundalini is connected to me constantly. I mean, I'm constantly on the verge of bliss. And when I'm talking to Jolanta or Trusty or Tina or Gary or any of you, it's an instant tie-in to grace. She, instant. Bliss. Uh, bliss looks bad, but it's not bad. It's just the body can only assimilate bliss through tears. Through tears. And it's hard to talk while you're having bliss, believe me. Uh, ecstatic bliss, you can't even talk. You're frozen in place. At least for me. Maybe it's different for Karina or Jordan or Vincent or whoever. So um, you'll always have a way out of these areas. Matter of fact, uh, during the hell realm, I had that Arthur experience. I've told a lot of you about the Arthur experience. And the Arthur experience was uh, I was getting ready to put on a seminar and I was in Santa Cruz. It was going to be a Santa Cruz seminar. And I was passing out flyers you know so that people put up flyers in their store window and whatnot and and I was with a friend of mine and she was deathly afraid of boats she would never go out on a boat and I said jokingly I said hey let's go out and do a harbor cruise <laughs> and she said will we be in, in will we be able to see the shore and I said yeah yeah it's a harbor it's just a harbor she says oh okay and I was done I was like whoa okay we get on the boat and there's a short Jewish Jewish guy you know what I'm I'm standing off with my friend. We're just like kind of enjoying the cruise. And he walks right over to me and he says, he says, you know, hell is not forever. And I was like, whoa. And she, she knew what was going on with me. And she went, whoa. You know, we didn't even know this guy's name at the time. So he introduced himself. He's Arthur. He's from New York. And, uh, you know, he was there doing some sort of work. And uh, he come up to me and he says, you know, you don't, hell is hell is temporary hell you only stay in hell as long as you need to learn the lessons that hell teaches you don't stay there and i went whoa <laughs> i was blown away Ugh, bliss but i tried to cover it up so it's like oh you know trying to <laughs> oh <laughs> trying to act normal but inside i'm going what First of all, how did he know? <laughs> Second of all, wow, I didn't know that. I thought I was there forever. I thought I was really screwed. Um, and uh, and then, you know, and then shortly thereafter, I was able to extricate myself from hell. Uh, but I want you guys to know this, Chris, specifically you. You know, you've got a Roman Catholic background, you know, and this is... You know, from the age of, of one year to seven years, if you were there in the Roman Catholic Church, and you were, yes. they have you. They have you for life, okay? 
and but you have kundalini now you see uh-huh. you you it's a different deal for you because if you walk into a catholic church and you're tuned into your grace you can see all the kundalini symbolism that the catholic church has but doesn't tell anybody about okay yeah there's a lot you go into a catholic church you may as well be going to a kundalini church okay sacred male sacred feminine jesus mary uh holy spirit kundalini i mean it just goes on and on and on you know uh lots of people that's why the catholic saints there's so many catholic saints that had kundalini because catholicism you know without admitting it supports the kundalini in a person so there's that but with you because you have that heaven and hell thing oh okay if you do the good things you go to heaven if you do the bad things you go to hell you may get to experience hell it'll terrify you hell is hell (laughs) hell is not good but never forget who you are you are the divine flesh never forget that none of you should ever forget that you'll be challenged you'll be challenged with the kundalini you'll be challenged you know you'll have to like karina said you have to figure out your own tools you know to get out of the challenge or, or to get through it and to learn what you need to learn from it but never forget that you have the strongest power available to homo sapiens ever this this is part of the human continuum to go from mortality to mortal immortality mortal immortality the bridge right think about that um let's see 242 any questions about anything that i've been talking about I know it's repeat for some of you. Yes, Julia. Yes, yes, yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Thank you, Julia. <laughs> uh, the entity that was with you for two years was what chakra was it in? Um, the one that where I was incarcerated, right, Trusty? Where are you, Trusty? Um, that wasn't. Uh, there's no chakras. That was kind of an, that was just an incarceration. Somehow, some way, I was being kept behind that glass. And I think it was just, she was keeping me there to keep me involved and interested in getting out. And so that's what happened. It just, I'm just such a slow learner, you know, (laughs) it took me a long time. John asks everybody, can you say something about heat and cold? I know this is a classic symptom, but it's been very powerful recently, especially since the weather has been cold anyway. I've been really feverish. Where is Mr. John at here? John, let me see you, John. Uh, I've been really feverish, not always unpleasant, sweating a lot, overheating in the car, feeling like a golden heat. This is really good. Uh, then also ridiculously cold suddenly, also a response to ambient temperature too.
yeah, the roving roving temperatures. John, everything's going well with you. Everything is going really, really well. All of these, like you say, these are classic symptoms. Um, this is building towards a spinal sweep. Okay, uh, the masculine heat is coming through. The sacred feminine cold is coming through. And, and it, it's, I think they're appearing on either sides of your body now. It's not just one side or the other. It's on both sides of the body, which means they're merging together. And so what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you take this next Shakti pot, the 25-day Shakti pot, and I'm going to have you start to, to chakra breathe certain ways that I'll tell you privately. I won't tell it to everybody because it could be harmful if you're not doing it correctly. But everything that's happening to you is just perfect, perfect, perfect. I wouldn't change it, even, and I can, but I'm not going to change anything with you. You're just, this is just too good. Absolutely perfect, especially the cold. Cold is hers, the sacred feminine. You know she's there. Say, thank you, my Shakti. You feel the heat? Thank you, my Shiva. Okay? Be real with it, man. Be, turn that gratitude up to 100%. Listen to me now. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm going to get close to the microphone. This is for you. Ready? Let me know when you're ready. Ready? Nod your head. Yes? Okay. You're ready. Gana Utwam Gana Patia Vamahe Kavin Kavinu Pamishavastamam Jay Stella Jam Bramina Braminam Aspata Anaha Nasimvanu TBC de Sadanam John Ah, that's for you. It's removing those blockages. Twenty. Okay. All right. Julia asked me. She says, Master Chrism. Is there Kundalini presence on other planets? Absolutely. Absolutely. The other planets, like in, in this solar system, first of all, there's a lot more planets in the solar system than science allows us to know, number one. Number two, the uh, like say Mars. Mars actually had a civilization on it, but it was blown away. It had a war, and it was that, that, that atmosphere was blown away. Okay. Uh, but Saturn, Neptune... Jupiter, Venus, Mercury, they all have, uh, they all have different dimensions that they come through with that are higher dimensions than what we're allowed to see. Uh, there are great learning institutions on each of these planets that, that, that a soul will go to visit in order to get a level of refinement so that they, when they, you know, when they're allowed to come back into the Kundalini body or, or into a body, uh, they can come into it with different levels of information and different levels of wisdom. The whole purpose of life 
is to join with divinity. That's the whole purpose of life. You guys are at the stage where you're getting ready to graduate into divinity. Into the whole reason why you've taken lives at all. I'm sorry it's so late over there, Karina. Julia. Yeah. My dog started barking really loud as I was thinking, mm, can I communicate with the other planets? He started, I, there's nothing outside. He's bring him over, bring him over, give him a big, give, give him a big hug. Come to mama. <laughs> big hug. <laughs> what a cute dog. <laughs> What's his name? It's a story in itself. His name is his name is Theos. Theot? Theos. T H E O S. Oh, Theos. Theos. Yeah. He was um, <laughs> came into my life. I manifested. I manifest. Anyway, you know what I mean. I mean, I manifested him. Oh. <laughs> What a good dog. Look at him. Wow. Wow. Yeah, big... actually, he's probably a master. He's yeah. uh, he's very special. Oh, look at him. Wow. He's very wow. special. He's a master yeah. dog. Yeah. All right. All right. Excellent. 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 Okay. All right. Uh, Trusty is asking me, the entity that was... Uh, Trusty, where are you? Are you here now? Because I already answered your question. You were like, what, in the bathroom? I'm <laughs> just kidding. It's all right. It's, it's a long podcast. Um, it wasn't a chakra. It wasn't. Yeah, he, it wasn't attached to any chakra. It was a. It was like a full body incarceration, and it was there for me to learn to be compelled to learn how to get out, to learn what to do. Okay, so that's that's the story behind that one, and I have a lot of other stories that I could relate to, but I know it's getting late for everybody, and I'm going to go ahead and terminate this. And I just want to say thank you, Chris. Thank you, Karina. Thank you, everybody who has added into this conversation. It's been very, very helpful. Thank you, Brett, for showing us your painting and for being the person you are. And Julia, Christina, Samantha, everybody here. Thank you for taking the time and making the effort.